Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Job chapter 1. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and he had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the peoples of the East. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, Perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He's blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands, so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well. Then everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now one day, when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing, and the donkeys were grazing nearby, and the Sabaeans attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While that man was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are all dead, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all of this, 
Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Friends, it's an amazing chapter. Amazing chapter from a literary perspective, but even more so because we believe that these events actually took place. This is not just some fable concocted to convey a point. And so first, Job is introduced as being a very godly man. In verse 1, In the land of Uz there lived a man named Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. So he was a a decent, God-fearing man. He had seven sons and three daughters, so ten children. And it gives a list of his livestock and um, mentions a large number of servants. This is one of the reasons that Job is believed to be very old, because his wealth is calculated based on how many children he had, how how much livestock, and the number of his servants. He had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 pairs of oxen, 500 donkeys, and a large number of servants. And because of that, he was the greatest man in all the people of the East, or the, the richest man in all the people of the East. Job had a habit of repenting for his children. I think this is fascinating to me, but uh, his children would have feasts at their houses, and they'd all get together, and then afterward, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. And so we read, early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. Now, just a quick aside, I often pray for my own children, and I think of this passage, Job prayed for his children. And Job had some kind of authority from the Lord to make um, offerings to the Lord on behalf of his children. And so I asked the Lord on the basis of the righteousness of Jesus to sanctify my children if they've sinned. And um, you can do the same. Then in verse 6, there's an amazing scene set somewhere in eternity, off in the throne room of God. We read, one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. Another version says the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also with them. Now, your first question, like mine, is what's the devil doing before the throne of God? What is the devil doing among the angels and the quote-unquote sons of God? Apparently, he has to give an account to the Lord, because the Lord questions him. The Lord says, where have you come from? What have you been doing? What have you been up to? And Satan answers, from roaming throughout the earth and going back and forth on it. And so this phrase, from roaming back and forth through the earth and roaming throughout the earth and so forth, is used in Zechariah 3 of some supernatural beings as well that give the same response. They've been roaming throughout the earth and going back and forth on it. But anyway, the Lord asked Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Now, the Lord apparently assumed that Satan would have noticed Job in his traveling back and forth through the earth. And the Lord goes on to brag on Job a little bit. He says, there's no one like him on earth. He's blameless and upright. He's a man who fears God and shuns evil. And then the devil mocks a little bit. He says, does Job fear God for nothing? In other words, it's an ironic question. Uh, He goes on to say, you've blessed him so much, of course he fears you. But the devil then offers a challenge. He says, now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and surely Job will curse you to your face. Now, friends, I've got to tell you, this is only the first chapter, but this never happens. Job never curses God to his face. As it will quickly unfold in the coming chapters, Job 
uh, ruse the day that he was born, but he never curses God. And so this test that's laid down, strike everything Job has and he'll curse you to your face. Job never did that. Job never cursed God to his face. So the devil was wrong. But the Lord says to Satan, very well, Job is in your power, but on the man himself, don't lay a finger on his physical body. And then Satan goes out from the presence of the Lord. Now, friends, this is a very strange story, but uh, it happened. So we have to assume that it, it has happened at least once, and it may happen from time to time. This is not the way every bad thing happens to everybody. I don't believe it. There's 66 books in the Bible. This is one. It doesn't explain every situation. But continuing with this one, Job is immediately struck by four phases of terrible tragedy. First, all of his oxen and donkeys and the servants that were taking care of him were killed. Then fire fell from heaven, a supernatural act, and burned up his sheep and all the servants taking care of them. Then Chaldean raiding parties swept down and made off with his camels. And if all that were not bad enough, his seven sons and three daughters were feasting together, and the house collapsed on them, and all of them are dead. And so what a terrible, terrible series of events as a result of of, um, Satan being able to strike everything Job has. But Job makes a powerful profession of faith, and I want to read this to you in the King James. This is his response after all these things happen. It says, Job worshipped and said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Friends, may the same be said of us in difficult times. Lord, we came into the world with nothing, and we shall go with nothing. But at the meantime, in the days of our flesh, we're learning to trust you. We appreciate all of your many blessings. But Lord, to each of us, difficult things come our way. May we be like Job and not sin by charging you foolishly. Lord, may we know in our heart of hearts that you're good and that you love us, and that although bad things happen, as they have happened to Job in this chapter, you, Lord, will ultimately be vindicated as our Redeemer. We love you and we thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.